0: Hey
1: guys, it's She Sheds Real Light with Crystal Fry and Susan Price. And today's episode is Walking in Your Calling.
0: So we have a special guest today. Her name is Kaylin Neal. We are excited about her joining us today because not only... Uh, is she helping spread the gospel about what she is doing with her ministry and with her husband uh but she is also a beam of light we've been able to talk to her a couple of times before this meeting and we are excited about building a friendship with her as well but her and her husband were called to into ministry um and they're actually from a little town kind of close to us or live there clayton and now they are um pursuing their calling and so caitlin Go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners. I know that they're excited. And also tell us a little bit more about or tell them a little bit more about yourself.
2: Hey, you guys. I just want to say thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. You guys have been a lot of fun just to get to know and to talk to. I feel like we're fast friends. And <laughs> honestly, if we're in the car together going shopping or whatever, I feel like we would get along just <laughs> great. So I appreciate it. You guys are a lot of fun. We just laugh for like five minutes. I feel like before starting this, so um, that's great. But yeah, so I'm Caitlin, and I have a hus- My husband's name is Adam. We've been married for about nine years, and we've got three girls. Um, they are five, three, and one. And yeah, a little bit over a year and a-, a year ago, I guess, year and a half almost, we moved to Hendersonville, North Carolina, where we feel like God um, called us to start a retreat center for college students called the Refuge Retreat. And, um, yeah, so it's, it looks kind of crazy. It's a lot of unknowns. I think when we stepped into this, I know when we had talked beforehand, you guys had mentioned seeing our very first like launch face, like a uh, live thing on Facebook. And honestly, I just like cringe thinking about that because I remember that night I was just like, so full of like, oh my gosh, God, like, I don't know what this is going to look like. So many like questions, And then honestly, just directions we thought God was taking us in, which he's since like steers the ship in any way he wants. And we're just here for that ride. So it's been it's been a journey. And um, yeah, we're excited to see what God's going to do. Our mission is to unify a generation of college students to be disciple, making followers of Jesus. So everything that we do centers right around that.
0: I love it. I love how you just said letting him steer because a lot of times in our own walks or in our own lives, like we like to take that wheel and kind of steer it ourselves. And so tell us a little bit more about how he kind of put this calling on your hearts like where it all started from. Um, I have like tons of questions like how you said or like when you said we need to just go and stop sitting here like tell us all about that. Oh gosh, yes, it's a long
2: story. So hopefully, I don't share too much. But um, I would say when we got married, we were in the ministry right straight from marriage, and um, Adam was just working at a, a church, and I just began serving alongside of him. And like I think that's where our love for the local church really grew there. And we just kind of got our feet wet and our hands dirty, and we're just serving and growing in our relationship with the Lord and what it looked like to even just follow Jesus. Um, and while we were there, he led us to start a church um, out in Clayton, actually, um, with some friends of ours. And so I feel like that journey for us was where we looked—we really learned what it looked like to be a disciple of him. And so not just knowing him and loving him, but really like teaching others and, and living out the gospel. And so um, I feel like through those experiences, serving in our first church, we um, we served a little bit with college students there and then um, at our second church we uh, were in the student ministry. my husband was student pastor there and i feel like the lord was just continuously opening up doors for us to love on students and just to show us how much we cared for um the younger generation and and then that that season of life where they're just so vulnerable and um and looking for something greater than themselves really. and so um it wasn't until we we, Once we started generation about a year in, which was our, our church that we helped start. Um, we felt the Lord just kind of say like, have open hands here, um, because it, we could have easily like clenched our fists, I feel like, and felt a whole lot of ownership in what God was doing. And, um, or like that this was a church that we helped start. And we felt God just being like, no, you need to have a loose grip because at any moment, like I could call you away from here and we didn't want to miss that. Mm -hmm. And so, um, we, we just tried to do just that and just always be listening to his voice and what that looked like. And, um, so when you just kind of felt this unsettling, um, in our spirit we just started pursuing that and what that looked like. Okay. Like where, where, where's God leading us and How, how would we even get there? And so we literally just took a season of, you know, six, six to eight months, probably of just praying and seeking God, really seeking God together um, too, because throughout our whole marriage, we would individually seek him in our own quiet times. And obviously we were serving together and stuff, but we were never really sitting down, just us reading the scriptures together, praying together. Um, and so I feel like throughout those months is really when we felt like God was speaking and started to give us some clarity and, um, some vision around what we felt like he was calling us to do. And so we, we just ended up narrowing it into college ministry and, um, we, we knew that we'd love, we had a huge heart for that generation. Um, if you know anything about college ministry, you've probably heard of the passion conferences and we had been very involved with those for several years. And, um, just knowing how authentic and real and, um, just vulnerable these, that generation is, we felt like, um, we could make a difference there. And, um, and so once we landed on college ministry, it was like, okay, well, what are we going to do? Are we going to go to like serve in a church? And we were like, well, no, God has us like in this amazing church. Like, why would we just like leave this church to go to another church? And we we were like, maybe it's a college campus. And we were like, well, God, like there's so many campus ministries and we're not just looking to like do something else that somebody else is accomplishing well. Um, and so we just began asking God, like what that looks like. And, um, part of our story, Adam and I met at a retreat center. Mm -hmm. Um, we helped lead different retreats, um, through student ministry. And we just saw the impact, um, that God can have on somebody just when they get away, they quiet themselves. Um, they remove themselves from their normal day in day out and really just like seek God with their whole hearts and, um, a lot can happen. And so we just began praying about, okay, what would that look like? for college students. And, and during our research, we found that there really um, aren't a whole lot of options out there for retreats for college students. And so he just began birthing this vision in us. And my husband is like, he's a creative. He just, he loves to dream. He loves to um, yeah, create and have vision for things. And so we just began dreaming this up and um, really just praying through it and trying to be obedient to his voice. And I think it was really scary when we were like, I think it's a retreat center because this means we could reach any college student. It doesn't matter where they go to school, where they live. It's a central location that anybody could get to. And so once we like landed on that, it was just like doors just kept opening for um, just clarity and how that could work. And um, it seemed really, really crazy at the time. Honestly, it still seems really crazy to us. But That's maybe a little long-winded way of saying how we landed on a retreat center um,
1: for college students. Um, I love that you said how y'all took about six months or so and took time to just wait and pray because how often do we rush when we want something and we know that there's a calling but we're not quite sure what that looks like but we have an idea you know we we rush our way into it Mm -hmm. and we don't often take time to to sit back and pray on it and we may pray on it but we may be rushing God along the way. And so the fact Mm -hmm. that y'all took that time and you knew that that was something that y'all needed to do and wait on God to completely Mm -hmm. reveal as a whole what it was and where it was that he wanted y'all to be, that really stood out to me because Mm -hmm. that is one of the most important things I feel um, when it comes to walking in your calling and walking in your purpose, you know, that God has called you to because you have to wait on him to make the timing perfect. For sure.
2: And it was definitely really difficult because we were we were at a place where we honestly felt comfortable again. You know, it, it was a leap of faith stepping out to help start the church, but God did amazing things and we were at a comfortable place we, and, and we were about four years in, I believe. And so we, we had this community that we loved um, just so many things about it were so great that we were like, wow, like, are we really willing to like give all of this up and um, really just you know, the sacrifice. And so I think that too, is just God preparing our hearts. Like it's worth it. You know, I felt, we felt like he was just saying like the, the risk is going to be worth it. You just have to be willing to take it. And so we had to just kind of prepare our hearts for that season too. It was not easy. It was very difficult. Um, it's just hard to leave those relationships and those people and
0: things that are so important to you. Well, it's kind of becomes too, like, That's where you're comfortable. And sometimes we can get totally um, so we can get so comfortable that we get scared to move or scared to go where God is calling us to go. And sometimes in that also uncomfortableness of where we are confused of what we do, it's because God is stirring something inside of us. So I think when he makes us uncomfortable and comfortable, it's that time to where, like you said, y'all had to search your heart. Y'all had to take that time y'all really had to come together even as a couple to figure out where God was calling you to. Why did you feel like he was calling you guys where you guys have moved to now? How did that come about?
2: Yeah. So it's so crazy because we really, like, we didn't even know like that Flat Rock, North Carolina existed before any of this. And so um, once we began dreaming up like, oh, if it's a retreat center, where would we go? Like, how do you just like pick where you go? Or, you know, how is like, is God going to write it on the door? Like, how, how do we know exactly where to go? And so Adam just began like looking at different properties, um, with probably just anywhere North Carolina. And, um, he came across this property that was in Flat Rock, North Carolina, which is right outside of Hendersonville, close to Asheville. And he sent it to me one day. I remember, and I was like, Oh gosh, this is crazy. Um, I mean, of course it was super expensive. I was like, what are we even doing? Like, this makes no sense. And so I was just kind of like laughed it off. I'm like, yeah, that's beautiful. But like, how would that ever work? you know?" And so I just kind of like put that to the side. But then weeks later, he is like, this is so weird. It's like still for sale. It's still up. Um, Like, what if we just went one weekend and like looked at it? And I was like, are you serious? Like we, we could never buy this property. Like we're going to go look at it. We That means we're going to like take a realtor out there and and go look at something and like not even know <laughs> that we could ever purchase it. And he was like, yeah, that's what I mean. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And so <laughs> that's what we did. And, um, throughout all, all of our research, I guess we just learned that flat rock sits, um, Within a two-hour radius of Flat Rock, there's over 250,000 college students because of all of these major universities that students could come to within two hours to get to that location. And so the more and more we kept looking at these big schools and students and, and the central location, we were like, this this is it. This has got to be why God led us here. And so we toured this property. We are very upfront. like, We have no money. We, you know, we just started our nonprofit literally like three months ago. And um, so we just want to let you know where we're at. And we ended up meeting the owners and we ended up telling them, you know, why we were there and what we are we would look to do with their property one day. Again, feeling super crazy. And the the woman, it was family owned, she just started crying. And we were like, she was like, come into my living room. And so we went into our living room and chatted with them for about an hour. And she was just telling us how like it wasn't a Christian run property or anything like that. They were just a vacation rental. But she was like, I've always wanted the Lord um like used at this place in some way or another. And I just thought it was so crazy that you mentioned that. And so it was a really cool connection. And to make another long story short, I guess we ended up living on that property when we moved here um, initially, they offered to let us live here for free. Hmm. Um, And so we were like, wow, God, you're really like opening these doors. Like, because that was another thing we sold our house and we had nowhere to go. And so we were like, where are we going to live? And then all of that ended up working out. So we were able to live on that property. Um, for several months. And I think that was just really looking back now. I think then we thought this is it. This is the property God has for us. Like we're going to have to raise this money and do all of this. And really we were just taking the next step. Like we didn't really know. We, like that's what we told God to like, we're just going to take the next step, whatever we feel like you're leading us to. We're not going to look far ahead. Couldn't tell you what two weeks from now look like we're just going to take it one day at a time. And so that's what we did. And um Yeah. So we, we stayed there for a little bit, but ultimately we feel like the Lord just used that location to get us here and to actually take an action step, because I think it would have been easy to say, yes, God we're in, but we can just like stay here in Clayton until you provide a place. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, dreams can fizzle that way too. And Adam looked at me one day before we even made the move. And he was like, what, I'm just afraid that this, dream is going to die. And, um, and by dream, obviously like this calling that God has placed on our lives. And I was like, I just looked at him and I was like, I just promise you that I won't let that happen. And so I feel like part of that for us was we had to remove ourselves from where we were, um, to completely like surrender that and just be open to anything that God had.
0: That's good. You shared when we talked before, you shared some statistics about um, and I don't know if you remember those. This is kind of but you had shared some stuff about how I think kids fall out of kind of like the church and in godly thing once they head to college. Oh, I remember. Yeah. Share yeah. that with. Um. Um, yeah. Share that with
2: us again. I think, okay, I'll have to remember the exact, like where I got this from, because I don't have that right now. But I think like 75% of students that are grow up in the church, um, once they get to college, they end up leaving the church. And, um, and for us, we know that being a disciple of Jesus is way more than just attending church. But we believe so much in the heart of the local church to help you grow and become a disciple of Christ. And so we're very passionate about, um, just students learning what it means to be a disciple and knowing that out of that, what's going to flow is them being plugged into a local body wherever they go to school, wherever they live. Um, so that statistic was just kind of disturbing to us because, you know, especially as a mom and a dad, we have kids that we're trying to grow up in the church, but just knowing that so many of them end up leaving, um, we felt like it, you know, they're just seeking. And so it's something, it's just a great need that I think um, a lot of churches are missing out on as well um, of not pouring into the college students in their area. Um, I think we, we we feel like it's the most neglected ministry in the church. And that's mainly just from research we've done where you look at all of these churches. Um, some of them are even in college towns where you look at their ministries on their website and it's like adults, kids, you know, and youth. It's not like college age there's not a whole lot of ministries available for college students either so we've been trying to bridge that gap a little bit um when we are, are in this in between
1: season right now too what is it exactly that y'all do with the college students there can you tell us a little bit about that yes yeah, so
2: that was a big question when we got here was kind of like okay so we don't have a property you know we 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 can't do retreats all the time and obviously we're very young we're very new to all of this, we have a lot of learning to do and a lot of growing and who knows when God's going to provide that property. It could be 2021. It could be 2030. We have no clue. And so we are like, we've got to figure out what our in-between looks like. And so what that ended up turning into for us, ultimately, um, 2020 made that a lot clearer for us because of course, COVID hit and all of our plans that we had to meet with a lot of college students in person were pretty much canceled. And, um, so we decided to start meeting virtually with students just through Bible studies. And initially we were like, oh, they're not going to like this. Like it's not authentic because you're not in person. And are they going to stick around for it? And turns out they love it. And it's a place where they can show up and they feel like they can be vulnerable. And It's with students they've never met before most of the time. And um, so it's really that got that fun element. So when they log on to a Zoom Bible study, it's like, I don't know who's going to be on tonight and I might meet some new friends. And it's been really cool how God has used those. We have a guy's one and a girl's one every week that we do virtually, Um, but how God just used that to grow our ministry and connect with a bunch of other college students that we otherwise would have never been able to connect with. And so that was really big for us this past year. We also had our very first retreat um, in September of 2020, which was super exciting. We were able to just use a property, um, a camp property local in this area. And then this year, we have our second retreat scheduled in April. But each month leading up to that, we are trying to do a meetup in, in the college town or where we know we have students that live and where we just hang, up, hang out and, you know, grab lunch, grab coffee and spend some time with them. And cause we, we build a lot of relationship with them virtually, but it's been fun to kind of see them in person as well. And then we're trying to do uh, worship nights on college campuses. Um, obviously with COVID on the campus is being a little more difficult, but we're, we're doing some worship nights, like next, next week we're gonna be at App State and we're gonna do a worship night at um, some of our students' house, like in their backyard. Um, so those kinds of things, um, are kind of what's on the schedule for the spring semester.
0: That's awesome. Um, so what, uh, plans do you guys have kind of like, um, kind of like going forward as far as like where you guys have been, what are your plans kind of going forward? What are some of your, um, some of the things that you really want to see within this ministry? So ultimately. Um, we feel like God's called us to start a
2: retreat center. So for us, that looks like one day down the road, buying a property and having a place where students can come and get away for a weekend where we're able to host them and obviously have worship and teaching and build community. Um, And that obviously can do so many things once you have your own property. So that's like end game for us. Um, And really leading up until then, Um, like I said earlier, we're still in an early phase where we're just kind of like, okay, God, like, what do you have for us? Um, we're just kind of taking it semester by semester right now. And so that looks like adding more retreats, um, serving. I think, um, we're, we're hoping to be able to do something specific for rising freshmen, you know, before they get into college, um, things like that. But our, our goal is to teach students how to, be disciples that can make disciples back on their college campus. And um, we, we believe that I think discipleship can seem so hard to some of these students. It's just like, it's a big word. And what does that mean? Do I have to do all of these things? And ultimately we're just trying to encourage them and let them know that. I mean, inviting your friend that lives on your hall into your room for a meal is discipleship and you can share Jesus that way and build a relationship where trust is formed It's not like you have to be an expert at your Bible and um, you have to say this prayer this way and you have to be leading all these people to Jesus in one month, you know, to be doing discipleship. It's really community, building community and living life together and pursuing the Lord. Um, So that's our goal with retreats. And that's like what we kind of try to pour into them over the weekend when they're with
0: us.
1: I love that. I love it a lot because I think about the retreats that we have in, I think about like the, the difference that it makes, you know, when you leave there and how you feel when you leave, you know, you're ready to go, you're excited, Mm -hmm. you're on fire, you know, for God. Um, And so the fact that y'all are offering that for college students is such a big thing, because like you said, I I didn't really think about it until you mentioned it. But when you do look on Mm -hmm. like church websites or whatever, it does literally say, you know, we've got youth, we've got you know, Children. children's oh, church, yeah. and then they're just like the pastors or the ministry, mm-hmm. you know, or the ministries within the church. And that does kind of leave a blank space for the college students. It's just like, you know, that's such a odd season anyway, you know, going off to college, learning how to be an adult and do things more independently without your parents, so to speak. And so I mean, it's so important that they have that. And so the fact that y'all are able to pour that into them and offer them something. That is very unique, you know, around here is such an amazing thing, um, but I'd never really thought of it that way. Yeah, me neither. What's well,
2: like? Oh, sorry. Oh, you're good. I was just going to say, like, when you're on these Bible studies with these students, like, they can change the world. They are so hungry for God. They're so hungry to learn more. Um, they like, they are just so passionate, and they have so many questions, and they just want to engage in conversation and Um, and so it's just so exciting when you get on there and they're like hungry for it, you know, and, and it's just such an important time in their life where they're making these decisions for themselves. And they've, they've grown up in a house where their parents, you know, have basically taught them to believe what they believe. And while that's great. And obviously like I'm doing that as a mom as well, like when they leave the house, they want to believe things for themselves. And really that gets tested. They don't have to go to church every week. They don't have to plug into a Christian community. Um, they don't have to walk with people that, you know, have grown up just the same way that they have. And, and so it's really exciting um, to kind of see their hearts. And um, we're just confident that they can, um, they can make a difference.
0: Tell us how you came up with the name.
2: So um, back in 2010, I would say, uh, Adam was serving at a church, and he was, just felt the need, like he wanted to start a college ministry. We didn't have, we did not offer anything for college students, and there was definitely college students that would be interested in something like that. So, our pastor at the time, um, he Jimmy Carroll, he he passed away this this year, uh, this past year. It's just really sad, but such a visionary leader too, and just poured so much into us. And he believed in Adam, and he was just like, "Go for it!" Like. I'm not paying you to do this. Like, let's just make this clear. This is like something you're going to do on your own time. But if you want to do that, I'll let you do it. And so, um, really the idea of of a refuge is being a safe place for these students to show up. And so that's where we came up with the name. It was pretty easy. We were like, we just want this to be a place where they can feel like it's a safe place and for them to show up, be who they are, believe what they want to believe and just feel like they're loved while they're there. So we called that ministry back then, uh, refuge, And so it was just kind of crazy when we ended up landing on this, you know, 10 years later, we were like, oh, we're not even gonna talk about it. like, it's not even a discussion. It's going to be refuge. We just felt like God had kind of started that um, then and is just kind of picking it back up now.
0: What kind of advice would you give to someone who feels like God has put something on their heart, but they're just not really sure. They're maybe in the waiting period. Mm -hmm. They don't know where they're going. Like what kind of advice would you give to someone that's like them?
2: I would say um, just quiet yourself before the Lord first and foremost um, and commit to that for a season. Um, I think that was the, the biggest gift we could give ourselves because it, it, it would have been easy to just say, yep, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. And okay, God, like this is for you. So obviously you're going to be okay with it, but um, just quiet yourself before him and really seek his heart and, and listen for his voice and to be able to hear it. Like I do believe you do have to get really quiet. Um, and then I would just say, take the next step, whatever that looks like for you. Um, very small steps. You know, for me, it, back early on, it was, who can I seek for wisdom that, um, you know, can, could pour and encourage me in, in taking this big like leap of faith and, and just encourage me in following God and, and, and saying yes and being obedient. Um, so yeah, quiet yourself before him and then just take the next step, whatever that step is. Cause I can promise you there've been a thousand little steps that led us to, um, that big step. And, you know, and it, and and it seems big and, you know, pretty and whatever you want to call it out there, but I want to make sure people understand that it was very difficult and took a lot of hard conversations and there were a lot of tears and it wasn't something that was just so joyful and exciting. It was definitely a transition season.
0: Um, but trusting God along the way. Yeah. Uh, Um, one last thing, if people want to plug in, they want to talk to you guys, they have a kid that's going to college, they have a child that's in college, or maybe they're a college student, and they want to figure out where they can find you, where they can learn more, all that kind of stuff. Tell us where someone could plug in.
2: Absolutely. So obviously, we're all over social media on Facebook and Instagram, and you can find us um, at The Refuge Retreat. And we're out of Hendersonville, North Carolina, so you'll you'll notice that it's us when you see that. And um, you can also email info at therefugeretreat.com and we can give you any kind of information you'd like there. Um, our website is www.therefugeretreat.com. And so you can see our schedule, what's going on, you can submit questions, um, you'll find our contact information and stuff there. So we'd love to engage with you. Um, and of course, it doesn't, you can be college age too. We say 18 to 25. We're just anybody that's willing and they're in that age group. We'd love to serve and just love on and talk to. Um, so yeah.
1: Well, thank you so much for being here with us. We have enjoyed it. Like, it's been amazing to hear what God is doing in your life, your husband's life through this ministry for these students, you know, and just offering them something that's unique to them. And so we're just so grateful that you took the time to share that with everybody else and and what God has done in your life. And as you and your husband walk in your calling and what God's led you to. Oh,
2: thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to share a story a little.
0: Yes. Well, thank you for joining us and we'll see you guys next week. Talk to you next week. Bye.